0: It's showtime. here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny ho show the final one for this week this is number five of five now have you been one of the very very few people who's tuned in each and every single day what do you think is this thing viable as a daily because it's on my mind i'm heavily contemplating going daily with this thing Not forever. Eventually my job will come back and I'll have to do that. And, you know, I've, I've realized I've never been a money guy. I just, I've always wanted to get by, but unfortunately as time passes and as things wear down, getting by requires more. Like, as I said, what was it Wednesday that had a damn near heart attack. I thought one of my teeth fell out and with my receding gum lines, I I gotta assume eventually I'm going to have to throw down 10 grand to do the grafting thing or get individual implants. So sooner or later, I'm going to need a shitload of money. So eventually I have to get a second job. And with my uh, unimpressive resume, I got to assume the job's not going to be great and I'll be very unhappy. And you probably don't want to deal with me on a regular basis or even weekly if I'm that depressed. But we'll see, we'll see what happens, you know, hopefully something good happens. But in life, goddammit, it's always something, it's always something, isn't it? Without getting into any details, a couple things just fell, now, I don't want to say it fell in my lap, because that would indicate or imply that is a good thing, you know? Uh, the inside joke between me and David was, bitches always just fell into his lap. Whatever it was, because David's an average-looking dude. He's not Brad Pitt or anything like that. He's an average-looking dude. I guess he's super tall. But these chicks just throw themselves at him for some reason. Though the girls he tries for never gets them. The ones, all his girlfriends, they've made the first move. They've inquired. They've made it blatantly obvious they want to get down with the brown. So I can't say these things fell into my lap, it's just, uh... I don't know, it's like a metaphoric brick through my window. I just can't have peace, now can I? I mean, I've got enough mental oopsies where even if nothing happens, I'm always a prisoner of my own mind. But external forces, there's always something. Even if it's something small. Like, my parents. uh, Their doctor retired, so they had to find a new doctor, and... In order to transfer their like records over to the new doctor, they had to pay almost three hundred dollars to some service to get to get like a USB or something of all their records. These pieces of shit. They collected that cash like that. We got a notice, like, I don't know, a week or two after we sent the check in. It's been two months. The USB has not shown up. So now I'm gonna have to call these sons of bitches. Let's be fair, it's not gonna be a dude realistically. It's gonna be some crabby old 40 something, 50 year old something, single fat chick who nobody in their right mind could love in the first place, but then you compound with this empty life that she now leads in her empty apartment with her 15 friggin cats. And as a hobby, she eats uh, a pizza for four, for one, and drinks too much. So she shows up to work the next day feeling shitty about herself. And when someone calls just to ask, hey, uh, what's up with the USB? She's going to snap at them. She's going to bark at them because she's angry. She's miserable. She's probably still a little bit drunk. And old Kenny on the other line is like, why can't I be at peace? Why do, this is unbelievable. I paid you almost $300. I could buy a PS4 with that type of money and you didn't send me the USB. Why do I have to chase you down? You collected the money. It's kind of sketchy and pretty unethical for you to take my money and then not do the job. I would feel so bad at my job if I took $300 from somebody and didn't deliver. And that's on the low end. You know, if I weren't so soft, if I were a go-getter where I wouldn't even think twice about making this call, then I suppose I wouldn't be like, oh, it's always something. I would probably be, like, successful in life and making out with my Christian crook-looking girlfriend and being like, oh, life is good. It's always something good. But, of course, 2020 has proved, I don't care how hung you are, I don't care how handsome you are. I don't care how fast your car is. There's always something. Something's always gonna get, there's always a bigger fish. God's like, old Kenny can only handle this much, so I only challenge him with this much. But you handsome douchebag, that's reaped all the rewards life has to offer. You just bought yourself a brand new car, moved your business into a brand new building... Plan the wedding of the century? Here's some COVID for you, son. How's that taste? And that's just the thing, right? I've come to realize over these past few months, I don't know that life isn't fair. I think some people are put in better situations and have uh, greater advantages in life, but I don't know that at the end of the day that it's not fair, that if you put in the time, you put in the work even if you're not as good as somebody, that you wouldn't be successful. Maybe not more successful than them, but you shouldn't let your disadvantages stop you from having a good life. Here's how I look at it. When I was growing up, I had many advantages. I come from a good family. I was very good looking and extremely tall for an Asian guy. Clocking in at about six feet tall, that's like It's Yao Ming and then me, right? That didn't mean I became successful. Yet I'm sure there's a bunch of homely pieces of trash out there who despite being short and homely have found greater successes and many avenues in life over me. Granted, low bar. But with my flaws, with all my mental health issues, I didn't just roll over and die. I know I squandered my gifts. But I didn't give up. I found a way to keep going, to keep being an entertainer. And in fact, this podcast exists strictly because I'm so messed up. You don't get the yucks and the knee slappers that this show produces day in and day out, at least this week anyway, if I were handsome. If I were legitimately dating a Kristen Crook and were used to that type of life, where I've moved on from one babe to another, from one high to another, and I'm talking to you on, like, the most elaborate $15,000 setup, you would hate me. And I couldn't say things like, but that means nothing to me, because I hate myself more than you could ever hate me. And I don't hate myself, because this morning I had a shower with Kristen, and let's just say we did some stuff, Stuff you could only dream about, loser. But whereas in reality, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming anyone listening could not be doing worse than me. It's a very low bar. The fact that you have a computer to listen to and are making your way in life, paying for rent and uh, the internet all on your own. You're doing better than I am. I live under my daddy's roof where my mother trolls me every single day. But yeah, back to the thing earlier, I don't even know how I'm going to handle it. And that's the thing with life, right? I imagine all of us at some point in our lives are thrown with stuff. Stuff is thrown at us where, how do you handle it? Because if you handle it well, okay, great. No problems there. But if you handle it the wrong way, let's say you're at a bar and some douchebag picks a fight with you. What's the right move there? Do you walk away or or do you throw hands? Cuz that can end up in a whole slew of different ways. You could get your ass kicked, have your jaw broken, teeth broken, nose broken, glasses broken, lose an eye, or you could do all of these things to the other person and then potentially go to jail for the rest of your life. How the hell do you deal with a situation like that? And then what do you do when you get there? Just let Bubba do stuff to you? Or are you throwing hands once again? I would definitely try to fight and defend myself. I, Even though I'm not tough, I'm like, oh, I, I ain't getting man-raped without putting up a fight. And you know why? If for nothing else, to preserve, you know, my butthole. In that situation, the best-case scenario is... I don't know what it's like to be Bubba's bitch. And secondly, and just as importantly, is i probably get some time in solitaire. Is that what it's called? That cell where you're by yourself? I'm like, solitary confinement, solitary confinement. Solitaire, I believe, is a card game you play by yourself. Which if I were into card games, that would be my game. Because I got no friends. This is the life right here. I'm not taking a shower with 50 other men who all for some reason have turned gay. I'm not sleeping in a, in a big dorm situation with these same homosexuals who are just waiting for me to pass out before they do stuff to me. In fact, knock on wood, I hope I never go to prison, but if I do, you better believe I'm gonna use that old tactic. I'm gonna pick out the biggest dude and try to rape him. Except it probably wouldn't be rape. People like, oh, this guy is being aggressive and coming on to me. Let me just lay down and have a good time. Ugh. So, on the topic of life's not fair, hmm, who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I think it just shit happens to everybody, no matter who you are. Because even Kristen Crook, I was just reading. I've had Kristen Kruk on my mind lately, if you haven't noticed. I was just reading uh, an article she did. Well, not really a whole article. She was quoted for like one paragraph and they used her picture. I'm like, so this is what they call the old clickbait. Okay, Toronto Star, if, if I was ever even considering giving you any money for a subscription, it's certainly gone now. I don't appreciate this type of practice. But she had one paragraph commenting on you know the fallout of uh, harvey weinstein because apparently she was getting sexually harassed sexually assaulted all the time on set but it wasn't like the obvious stuff it wasn't like you know someone grabbed her ass it would be like she well she didn't go into details but i i can assume that she means you know whatever they're they're getting a little handsy with her they're saying things that they shouldn't have been saying and hey, you know what? Part of me wants to condemn these people because that's my baby girl, Kristen Crook. But to be perfectly honest, couldn't say I wouldn't do the exact same thing. Hell, in fact, I am saying that I wouldn't do the exact same thing. I'm saying I would do way worse. I would give her the old Trump special, right? I'd hook onto her her from her VJJ and pull her over to me. This is why the good Lord has not put me down the path to meet Kristen Crook because I would be an animal. I would hurt her, I would destroy her, and I would hurt myself and destroy myself. But that's just it. I feel like we're all put down paths where, even though it's not perfect and there's elements that suck, it's just wherever we can hack it. Because I forgot. Here I am beating myself up about acting and leaving acting, and honestly, unless I went home to TVB where... They seems pretty superficial with their casting. Not once were they like, oh, you need some sort of background in theater or have experience or anything or a high school diploma or anything like that. They are straight up like to enroll in our academy, you need to be at least five foot ten with no glasses. I'm like, dude, so for what women is like, you need to be well under one hundred and fifty pounds and sexy. Because then that's easy. If I go into a situation like that where everybody looks like they just walked off the Miss Hong Kong pageant because, oh yeah, most of them just walked off the Miss Hong Kong pageant. Do you know how easy it would be to do a romantic scene with the likes of a Cicely Choi or a Grace Chan? I know what you're saying. You're like, no, I don't know who those are. But just take my word. They're fine. They're both... Oh, they're actually in the same Miss Hong Kong pageant here. They, uh... Grace won, and then Cicely came in the runner-up. Or first runner-up. She was part of the top three. Second runner-up, second runner-up. Not saying that's what she placed, but I'm saying that's what I meant. Whereas, dude, when I was in theater school, not once did they ever put me with the hottest girl in class. When it came to romantic scenes, they always put me with the same fat chick. Every single time. I knew it. Like Before they would even assign the groups... I'm like, oh, so this is my scene. It's a romantic scene. They're going to put me with Fatty McFatface. And every single time, she was a bitch, too. Like, it wasn't just she was repulsive on the cover. She was she was also twice as disgusting on the inside. And I was just sick of it. Like, of course, they had Jamie, who's, like, the mo- one of the most beautiful women I've ever met inside and out. Of course, she was always with the big, muscular, hunky dude. Who... I don't think was more attractive to me as far as the face went. Nice guy. I don't want to talk shit about him. He's an old buddy of mine. But that's what he had going for him. He was like really built. I'm like, but I'm better looking than this dude. But they're like, you're also Asian and uh, we don't like you. So go tell that fat chick how into her you are. I'm like, that's disgusting. I'm not at all. And I'm not that good of an actor to pretend. I'm just going to go and say these lines and try not to vomit. And unfortunately, we'll be scared for the next 20 years or so. I'm speaking from experience because 10 years removed, still got those scars. I feel like 10 years from now, when I'm in the grave, I'll finally be over it. So whereas you look at Kristen Crook's uh, life and career, I think she was in the game by the time she was 15, 16 years old. Like even before she finished her first gig, she was already getting Snow White. She was on Smallville for like seven years. And has just never stopped working. She's on her, like, third smash hit now with uh, Burden of Truth. Am I considering Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, her second smash hit? Because I might be one of, like, six people on this planet who loved that movie. Not all of it. Chris Klein was weird. He was trying to be cool. I'm like, can you just talk like a regular human being, dude? Like, what is happening right now? You notice how Kristen sounds like herself right now as Chun-Li? And we're all like, okay, well, that's... We can buy that. That's that's a regular... That's a human being there. Why don't you take a page from her, Foo? I know you came from American Pie, and I'm sure you were just like, uh jock in high school and you don't really know how to act but for the love of christ stop trying if this is what you feel like is acting knack it off just talk read the goddamn lines i prefer monotone over whatever this is my guy but on the surface it looks like she has it good she has it perfect but she's got her own problems she's dealing with shit that she shouldn't be dealing with but it's the price you pay fortune favors the bold but it doesn't mean that the bold don't take their fair share of hits. We all do. People suck. And life's always throwing you curveballs. Life's always taking you down a peg. But you just roll with the punches and try to take the good with the bad, I guess. Nothing's perfect. And you can either hold out for perfection or you can try to hack it at something a little bit less. I was trying to find a nice... Smooth way to segue into the fact that I think that Dakota Johnson girl, the one from uh, what was that, The Fifty Shades of Grey, is like pretty gross. <laughs> she popped up on my IG this morning It's like one of these things or not like the other because on my IG it's always fine babes, it's always girls in bikinis, girls showing me this, showing me that. Not personally, of course, I'm not a stud or a rich. You know, they're showing me Gal Gadot. They're showing me that Alexandra Daddario with the nice cans. And then they're like, here, here's Dakota Johnson or whatever her name is. Why? It's because it was the good Lord's way of showing me, Kenny, you should aim for Kristen Crook. You'll never get her. But I've made others in her vein. And you'll not get them either because they're always into white guys. Again, on IG, there's this girl who popped up because I follow some of these like uh, accounts that like show show off other accounts, like uh, their babe accounts, like the Asian Canadian Asian babes or whatever. And so every day they'll feature a new Canadian Asian babe. And so one popped up this morning, like holy shit! This has been a long time that I've been like, whoa, because I'm desensitized now. When you see, when you're on IG, like, 70% of the stuff you see is all hot babes, right? 29% are funny memes, and 1% is gross chicks, like this Dakota Johnson. But I clicked on that girl, and of course, what do you know? She's got a boyfriend, which I'm like, uh, the veil of attainability, you're, you're ruining it. And you're half Asian girl, why you dating a white guy? A douchey looking white guy with a bunch of tattoos. And he's old enough to be your daddy. What is happening here? So realistically, I'll never get a girl on that level. But I'm telling you, give me a seven, seven and a half out of ten Eurasian girl. that I can bring home to mom. Let me rephrase that. That I can bring home to my daddy. Because my mother's a psychopath. I could bring home Kristen Crook herself and she would just pick her apart and be like oh, she's, she's ugly, she sucks at this, she's not funny, she's... I'm like, mother, are you any of these things at this point in your life? Because I'm sure she was good looking like 40 years ago because my dad had to choose her for some reason and it couldn't be the personality. But Christ on a pony, Lego my ego, you get off Kristen. She's as close to perfection as us, far as I can tell. But a nice 7.5 out of 10, Kristen, would be amazing. It's a realistic goal. But that's the line. If you're not at least a 7 or a 7.5 on the outside and a 15 out of 10 on the inside, I never, never get serious with you. I'm not bringing you home to mom. I'm not bringing you home to dad. If you're under a 7, you are a practice girl. If you're under a 7, you're the type of girl I'm going to do stuff to to get good for the 1. And so initially, I thought that Dakota Johnson girl was miscast. I'm like, whoa, wait, why'd they put her in the role? Isn't she supposed to be hot? This girl's not hot at all. But it turns out I was wrong. The story they were trying to tell is the tale of the practice girl. Because never ever in my wildest dreams would I imagine tying Kristen Crook up. And like slapping her around and like, choking her or whatever these people are into never ever but a girl like dakota johnson a girl like easy e from high school you better believe i would tie them up and punch them in their throats and punch them in their face and call them all kinds of disgusting things just to get it out of my system just to insert my dominance as a man wait is it insert or assert whatever you know what i mean Poor grammar cannot be the most offensive thing about that sentence, right? All right, that's it. That's episode 274 of the coolest podcast ever, the Kenny Ho Show, the daily Kenny Ho Shows. All week this week, all things come to an end. I want to say all good things come to an end. All things come to an end. And so does this week. Hopefully at some point, so does my long, long, long drought of having a baby girl, which how old am I now? Oh, yeah. So it's been a 34 year drought. Maybe that too will come to an end. But let's just say I'm not holding my breath. I'm not betting what little money I have left on it. But wouldn't it be nice if you've been listening to the Kenny Ho show for like seven years from the beginning, which I don't know. Has anyone done that? I doubt it. I'm sure at some point the casual racism and the recurring sexism probably got to somebody. But I don't know. I don't listen to a whole lot and I don't watch a whole lot. But there have definitely been podcasts and shows where I'm rooting for the the hero or the underdog to win. Wouldn't it be good if I came on here one time and was like, so I just had uh, a wild night with Kristen Crook. Yeah, apparently she's sick of handsome white guys. And she's like, I'd like to settle for a homely Asian fella. With a couple good jokes. I'm like, well, baby girl, you're in luck. Because that is precisely, so articulately me. And I also live in a roach-infested apartment. She's like, take me now. You're perfect. I feel like not only should you be happy for me... If that somehow became my reality, I should also win Podcast of the Year. Because there's no greater story. No greater underdog story. They would say Rudy, who? No Hail Mary in football's got anything on old Kenny somehow managing to give the old hibba-da-dibba-da-doo to the lovely Kristen Crook. Ah, yes. Now back to reality, I've got problems, I don't know how to solve them, but I hope I'll be okay. And I hope these episodes were at least okay, I hope they were fantastic, and that you had a great time. Maybe there will be five more next week. But once again, much like how I roll with ending my streak, don't hold your breath, don't bet on it. Probably three. I think that's a realistic expectation for myself. These are fun, but the editing is annoying. And uh, it's time for me to call it a day. Until next time, you take care of yourself. You've been listening to old Kenny on the Kenny Ho Show. And now, roll credits. Toodles!